We overuse the term unprecedented, but if anything in history is unprecedented, it is what we celebrate today. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Most of us have grown up with the account of the resurrection, that yes, Jesus was crucified, but he rose from the grave. But this, our familiarity, it can uh, prevent us from really encountering how new and strange, if you will, the resurrection is. You know, when Peter finds in the tomb the burial cloths rolled up in the separate place, it points to this resurrection, right? If grave robbers had stolen his body, they wouldn't have bothered unwrapping him. But even more, if you remember earlier in the Gospel of John, Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave. And when Lazarus came out of the tomb, he was bound by burial cloths and needed someone to untie them. Jesus needs no help. Jesus needs nobody to help him untie his burial cloths. Christ conquers the grave, what no one ever has done or could do. God is always faithful, even if it seems hard for us to believe, even if he fulfills his promise in a way that is surprising and unexpected, He's always faithful. We see that in the resurrection for sure, but this is how God operates throughout history. He promises us something, and he delivers, but in a surprising and unexpected manner, and this surprising and unexpected manner is even more wonderful than anything we could have imagined. You know, I... Just for example, one, one instance that's really on my mind is Exodus 14, because it, it looms large in the Easter vigil we celebrated last night. In the first 13 chapters of Exodus, we see that uh, the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt, but God promises, he promises he will deliver them. And so he sends Moses He inflicts these ten plagues, and finally Pharaoh lets them go. And as they are leaving, Pharaoh changes his mind and sends his army in fast pursuit. And they catch up to him when Israel's on the banks of the Red Sea. And here is what Israel says, the Israelites say to Moses when they realize an army is barreling towards them. Were there no burial places in Egypt that you brought us to die in the wilderness. What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Did we not tell you this in Egypt when we said, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Far better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Israel seems doomed. It's over. They trusted in this man, Moses, and obviously that was a mistake. Now they're going to die these horrible deaths in the desert. But here's what Moses says, do not fear, stand your ground, and see the victory the Lord will win for you today. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. And then God works one of the most tremendous miracles he's ever worked. He separates the Red Sea in two, and Israel passes through as if on dry land with a wall of water on their right and left. And when the chariots and the Egyptian army 
try to pursue. The Lord throws them into a panic, and eventually the waters collapse on the army. Israel is definitively free from slavery. God had promised he would deliver them, and he did. Would it have been less stressful if he had not had an army barreling towards them? Sure. But in this way, he shows his fidelity in a very dramatic way, in a way that makes an impression not just on that generation, but countless generations. God's faithful to his promises, and we see that same dynamic at work with the resurrection. You know, think of Palm Sunday when we began Holy Week. We began by uh, proclaiming Jesus to be Hosanna to the Son of David, proclaiming him the long-awaited Messiah King. Five days later, those same crowds yelled out, crucify him. It's quite a change in such a short time. On Good Friday night, it would have seemed as if this was the greatest possible disaster. It would have felt something like Israel felt with their back to the Red Sea and an army barreling towards them. But then God was faithful, as he always is, in a way that's unexpected and even more wonderful, because Christ is risen from the grave. Until Christ, death reigned. All men died, rich or poor, good or evil, famous or anonymous. Everybody died. And nobody came back from the grave until Christ Jesus died. He was very publicly executed. We see, we see that. But he rose from the grave. And I don't mean he was somehow resuscitated. You know, Christ, he rose gloriously. Uh, his body is transformed and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so that St. Paul can truly call him the man of heaven. In the resurrection, it is our great hope. Because while we will still die... We have the hope of what happened to Christ happening to us, of rising on the last day gloriously. The resurrection of the Lord, it's unprecedented, and it is our hope, because it assures us that death does not have the last word. Evil and sin do not have the last word, but God does. The resurrection, it's our hope, because even though we might live in this veil of tears, the day will come when the Lord will wipe every tear away from our eye. The resurrection of Christ, it's the precursor to when the Lord will destroy death forever and usher in a new heaven and a new earth. Behold, I make all things new, Jesus says in the book of Revelation. This is what we need. This is the only truly unprecedented thing. So as we go forward, let us remember that God is faithful to his promises, even if he fulfills it in unexpected and surprising ways. God is always faithful, and nothing is impossible for him.